Happy New Year. Welcome back to New World Next Week for 2021. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. When they start calling for action versus sharing information, we flag them a little higher. We have got that story, plus false positives. But first, the great capital guided tour riot ride, a.k.a. Insurrection Panic 2021. Again, as we've talked about, James, for so many years, I think the language used, the sort of coded words, watch people saying insurrection, insurrection. And again, all the coded language coming from the U.S. Congress critters, they invaded our church, our holy space. It's using cult-like language. So what am I talking about? You know what I'm talking about. You've no doubt heard about how Trump supporters, actors, and riot junkies were led into the U.S. Capitol last week, stealing podiums, posing for pictures while Congress critters cowered. Yeah, people who overthrow countries for a living were, were playing scared for a few minutes. Man, this new season of America's Next Top President is just, it's, it's getting lit. But really, it's about as bad as Star Trek Insurrection. That's the worst Star Trek movie. Unfortunately for us, though, the effects and the damages are all real. Man, this is a 20-plus-year-long con, and it seems like a lot of the threads are all kind of coming together. Maybe it's always been still 9-11, still 9-11 happening in that slow motion like we've talked about. So what's really my first story for this first New World Next Week of 2021? It's, of course, about the capital action, but as they say in that book dedicated to Lucifer, the real action is in the reaction. I had a buddy that I haven't been super close with for like 15 years. He started texting me out of the blue late this past Sunday night. I realized when I did the time conversion, I was like, man, it was like two or three in the morning to them. So they were obviously up wigging. And they text me like, I don't know about you, but I'm legit shook about the whole insurrection. If you need someone to talk or just someone to listen, I'm here. We hadn't talked in a while. And I was reminding you, I'm here if you need someone to talk to. I'm pretty shook up about it, so I imagine others are too. I've been letting people know. Been getting lots of calls and emails and hadn't heard from you, so just checking in. It's kind of acting like three 9-11s are happening in his living room and freaking out. And I'd have to say, from my perspective down here in New Mexico, yeah, people weren't worried about what happens in New York and D.C. and L.A. But I believe... a. Dozen cities burnt to the ground last summer, dozens murdered. Now, entire economies, communities still wrecked on a scam. What if I texted them last summer out of the blue about that? What would they have said? So it's weird, James. It's like everybody's essentially, as the, as the cliche goes, everybody's a conspiracy theorist now. And it hit me. Yeah, they're a conspiracy theorist, but they don't have decades of research experience, let alone the context and just the the sole time it takes to deal with all of this information and the possible knowledge that can come from it. This was also the same person that said to me back in the mid-2000s after I talked about my weird 9-11 questions too much, quote, get over it, man, they got us. Maybe I should have just texted that back to him, James. Yeah, maybe. Actually, I mean, that's a genuinely good question. How are people going to start dealing with those types of interactions, which are going to become the norm now? Because I don't need to tell the audience, but let's just put it out there. Yes, we have entered into this space, like in every time throughout history where there's revolution, revolutionary fervor and spirit and crazy world historical events going on. 
the space for human interaction outside of the political arena is being evacuated. It's being sucked out of the uh, out of out of culture and society. Everything is now political. And thus, there is this line drawn, and if you're not on my side of the line, you are the enemy, and that is increasingly becoming the only way people can interact with each other, which is why everything is ramped up and amped up to such a degree that, yes, people you haven't heard from in years, oh, are you okay? Do you need to talk about this desecration of our holy space? These are the types of interactions people are going to be having, and I want, I mean, on one level, I want to say that what happened there at the Capitol. I mean, really? And people are talking about it in apocalyptic ter- terms, but I get why they are talking about it in apocalyptic terms. You touched on it right there with the, the desecration of the holy space, religious cult-like language, because I've made the point before, it is not a metaphor. It is not an analogy. It is literally true. Statism is a religion, and the holy space of this sacred religion has been uh, uh, desecrated, essentially. And so people are losing their minds over the symbolic value of this. And because I think this touches on certain key imagery and ideas that go back centuries, if not millennia, you can go back to 5th century Rome and the sacking of Rome and the Vandals and all of that. Very similar scenes and iconography actually playing out to what took place just a week ago. So there's definitely something in the air about that, and it is the changeover. I know you've heard this before. It is the end of the American empire. It is the end of Pax Americana. It was never about peace. It should be called Bellum Americana. But anyway, you get the idea. The the the, the entire reality of the world that we have all grown up in, in our entire lives, is over. That bubble has been popped. It is done. We will never go back to what the, the world that we were living in when we were younger. And people are starting to process what that means. But as you say, people falling down this rabbit hole will get completely sucked into the vortex of the craziness of all of this. Uh, I guess I had the luxury of falling down that rabbit hole over 15 years ago where I had the time and the space to find my sea legs, as it were, and to, to sort of sort out what's happening and what's what. But as you say, people are going to have to start falling down that rabbit hole and processing all of this and finding the, the the way to get through this to the other side of, oh, maybe you're not my enemy. Maybe my enemy is actually someone behind the scenes. Maybe these are just the shadows on the cave wall. That's a lot to process very quickly. That's exactly why I created my Welcome to New Conspiracy Theorist video um, so a few months ago, because I know a lot of people are going through this right now, and I want to hopefully draw them in in a way that Okay, here we are. Now let's start to have this conversation and let's just take a deep breath and we'll start to process this together because there's a lot going on. Um, and that's that's all we can do at the moment unless we start playing into it and start taking that dividing line seriously and start making everyone who isn't us the enemy and start Civil War 2.0, which obviously is being kicked off in earnest right now. All of this mapped out, by the way, Transition Integrity Project. I know you've talked about that. I've talked about that. This is all mapped out. It's all part of the blueprint. Civil War 2.0 is part of the plan. They literally want to foment this. So what's our role in this? Are we going to play into it or are we going to find a way to work together out of it? And even then, easier said than done. So I don't have any specific advice what you should or shouldn't say to your friend James, but uh, I think it's what we're all going to have to be thinking about right now. I I mean, I I studied 9-11 for a couple of years. I mean, just it was probably 2002. 
I kept quiet about it, man. It wasn't something you're like, oh, hey, nice weather we're having, 9-11 inside you. It was something you, I kind of did on my own and very quietly, again, kind of slowly doing that research and doing that quiet time kind of yourself. Something I wonder, is it possible Fedbook, NPR, any number of any number of these places are putting people up to this sort of reach out to your friends in an unhinged manner and accuse them of being unhinged for not being incensed about this event. It's been bonkers, man. And I think the other thing to talk about, again, how how politics have become the new religion. They're the new entertainment. They're the new everything. Just just simple ways, you know, growing up, it was like we had three channels, hopefully maybe something else, a fourth one. We all watched the same TV shows. We had the same couple of radio stations. All that stuff fractured and, and splintered into a thousand pieces 20, 30 years ago. Politics is now, I think, the new show that they have everybody watching constantly 24-7. I, I think it might be called The Hunger Games. Hey, that sets us up for just story number two here on Neural Next Week, episode 433. It sets us up because it's all like a perfect setup, as I've said for years and years now. It's like all my pithy, decades-old cliches and canards are coming coming true. When fake right is in power, at least this works for a long time here in the States, and this could also be a part of the, the fracturing of everything we've known prior to this era as well, but it's still... It's still clinging and, and holding together, I think, in a lot of ways. When fake right conservative Republicans are in power in the U.S., we've got to go bomb enemies abroad somewhere, giant world wars and such. But when it's fake left, it's more they're here, they're in your town, they're in your bed, it's malicious, and we're obviously already back into all that stuff. If you forget, of course, the FBI militia operation in Michigan just a couple of months ago. But James... Here it is. And here's, again, the backdrop for these next not only seven days as we lead up to the inauguration, but of course, for probably many days and years afterwards. Extremists move to secret online channels to plan for Inauguration Day in D.C. Secret online. Don't tell anybody. Right wing extremists are using channels on the encrypted communication app Telegram to call for violence against government officials on January 20th. That's the day President-Select Joe, I wrote the Patriot Act, is probably going to be inaugurated. James, I would maybe start to throw money on them postponing the downtown D.C. event. And like everything else anymore, oh, it'll be a live stream. And then we can watch the oath be taken and everybody's safe. I, I would kind of wager on that. But it's getting a little close for them to be making big, massive sort of moves like that. Some extremists sharing knowledge on how to make, conceal, and use homemade guns and bombs. I'm surprised they don't say. And they're sharing child porn, too. Messages are being posted in Telegram chat rooms where white supremacist content has been freely shared for months. Chatter on the channels increased since, of course, the big events last week in the Capitol. Telegram is a Dubai-based messaging service that does little moderation of its content as NBC News wrings its hands. But in the days since the Capitol attack, for example, oh, now, now it's an attack. You even notice reading through the same articles like, wow, this riot is it's, and it's an attack three sentences later. They're posting army field manuals, which, of course, have only been on the Internet for 30 years, I think. And exhortations to shoot politicians, encourage armed struggle and posted in a Telegram channel that uses fascist in its name. I am super convinced it, sa it says it right in the name. 
Chris Sampson, chief of research at the Terror Asymmetrics Project, said his group is focused on and concerned about users of the channel, and he's ratted about it uh, to the FBI. This is the part where NBC News mentions this institute is run by Malcolm Nance, an NBC News terrorism analyst. They're at least disclosing their massive conflicts of interest for you right there in their article, Comcast News, keeping it real. When they start calling for action versus sharing information, we flag them a little higher, Samson said. But fortunately, James, and this is, I think, this next link is a really good one. There is a solutions. Watch. Big tech's freedom of speech purge, of course, just pushes people to censorship-resistant blockchain social media. Now, that sounds like a heck of a lot of buzzwords for one news headline, but this like everything we talk about, will always be linked up down in the show notes. The tech companies, if you missed it, are the state. And even the little smaller ones, Firefox, Internet Archive, those lovers of liberty couldn't wait to sell you out. So this is a really great, important post, James, as I was going through it. It offers solutions to, again, possible solutions to some of the problems and how to find and start using some of these platforms, alternative platforms, Things that we know and have talked about before, Diaspora, Mastodon, Parlor, Float, Peepeth sounds super dirty and, and awesome. I'll have to check that one out. Library, DTube, Minds. We're actually building a clone of my members-only Discord server on the open source platform, formerly known as Riot, formerly known as Matrix, two kind of terrible names, now known as Element. So James says this is all sort of so obvious to conspiracy theorists but so much of this again almost seems like a slow motion wreck that we can't avoid as this all happened we just kind of sit here for the next seven to eight days and go yep that's what i thought was going to happen yeah yeah pretty much well speaking of us og conspiracy theorists you will remember that time back in the day when online conspiracy theorizing was synonymous with Infowars. That was the name for online conspiracy theorizing for many years uh, until it got sidetracked into Trump train and uh, let's declare martial lawville. But um, but yeah, back in the day, it was Infowars. And I think a lot of people obviously dismissed that as lunacy. Other people just kind of poo-pooed that or other people treated it as some sort of, you know, colorful name for a website. No, no, no. I always took that analogy very literally very seriously no no this is literally information warfare we are literally in a war we have been for probably our whole lives at least for decades uh it's just that that war is escalating at this point and back 15 years ago again when we were starting out in all of this uh, it we had the luxury of having this the space of uh, the to play online where you remember I know you remember back in the day when the dinosaur media used to go where did you hear that on the internet <laughs> oh you got information on the internet oh that's so silly remember when they used to dismiss the internet as this oh that that's just a place for crazies or something now of course the dinosaur media realizes that the comet is struck and they are slowly dying out um but uh, with that recognition, with that realization, comes the Eye of Sauron being trained on the internet right now, and the war is escalating and escalating and escalating, and we are literally in an information warfare right now, 
And this is what it looks like. So all of the things that apply in the real-world warfare situation apply in the Infowar, including, of course, the false flag attacks. As you say, yeah, these these telegram groups calling themselves fascists are plotting this insurrection. And look, now we've got the screenshots of this. Proof positive. And now we can throw anyone we want in jail on the suspicion of being associated with a website that has a channel that's dedicated to this. Whatever. You can see where this is going. And... I call 2020 the story of 2020, the end of the internet as we've known it. Well, this is what the new internet is going to look like. Shutting down this platform, shutting down that platform, shunting people over here, shunting people over there, corralling them into this corner, and then springing their trap. This is what it's going to be, and we have to treat this seriously as a war. We are at war right now, and... You're not going to have the space to to play and to to sit there just kind of theorizing from the peanut gallery or or things like that anymore. It is time to organize and act, and that is the theme for 2021. Uh, so, anyway, that's what Solutions Watch that I'm doing right now is all based about. I'm going to have a lot more to say about this, but yes, there are two sides to this coin. Of course, they are going to demonize absolutely anything and everything that is not one of the controlled platforms and they're going to do everything that they can to to say oh you're going over there well you know it that's just where those fascists who are plotting insurrection hang out we're gonna have to come get you and that's eventually going to lead to the driver's license for the internet the thumbprint to get online whatever it is we know where this is going they're setting up the groundwork for the false the cyber false flag that they're going to blame on these these domestic right-wing militia fascist groups that are coordinating with al-qaeda or whatever kind of nonsense they throw out there and that's the, the excuse that they're they're going to use to crack down on the internet we know how this plays out that's why the decentralized and D-Web sort of technologies that are coming online right now are the only things that are going to be able to survive this craziness. And luckily, most people still don't know anything about them. Friendica? I've never even heard of that. Why would I go on that? It's not Facebook. All right, see ya. <laughs> and unfortunately, this is part of the distancing that's going to happen as the, uh, as the lines in this info war get drawn. And then the interactions between people who haven't maybe been keeping up with each other will continue to get stranger and more awkward. So, James, that's the thing. Maybe, the, you know, the I-911, the I-Patriot Act, it's all a part of this new Insurrection Act. It's all going to be pretty much baked, I think, into the same cake. You're talking about, you know, laughing at the Internet, one of the old classics way back when, when they were asking Baby Bush about his you know, membership in Skull and Bones. He's like, I don't know. I haven't seen their web pages. Ha 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 ha. I mean, I'm thinking I, I've joked on the shows, James, about getting to the point where basically I might just upload my show as media content and put the date on it. And I'm not going to have to be, you can't use any of the words, anything we would talk about would all be flagged and put down. I'll just put it up as news music brand X. <laughs> Try it out. Hi. Entering our 12th calendar year, James, here, our final story on this New World Next Week, episode 433. Oh, yeah, the scandemic. That's a whole part of this thing. FDA admits PCR tests give false results, which just preps the ground for Biden to crush the case-demic. This coming from DawsonCountyJournal.com. The FDA joined fake charity The Who and Dr. Fauci in admitting there is a notable risk of false results from the standard PCR test used to define whether an individual is a COVID case or not. 
This matters a whole heck of a bunch as it fits perfectly with the fake rescue plan that could very well occur once the Biden administration takes office. The January 4th, 2021 announcement from the FDA, quote, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is alerting patients and healthcare providers of the risk of false results with the curative SARS-CoV-2 test, end quote. So here's the possible game plan. Biden. Issue the national standards, you know, like those awesome plexiglass barriers in restaurants that he's talked about during the debate already. And he's going to pressure governments, governors and governments to implement, of course, the masker mandates using the filthy lucre of the federal government's financial largesse is essentially the leverage. His 100-day mask-wearing mandate is already in play. You don't mask up, you don't get that federal money. That's how all this works. That's how the terror scam worked 20 years ago. Some hack at the CDC or FDA will basically issue new guidelines, and the cycle threshold will get lower and lower that the labs use, and the cases will magically start to fall. In reality, the change is only going to eliminate false positives, but as usual, most Americans aren't going to know that. Good old Joe will be a hero, even though it's the deep state actors in the health bureaucracies who won't solve a problem with testing they've been aware of for months. But what does so much of this come down to? The same reason you didn't hear from those friends when war crimes had a D after their name? Trump derangement syndrome is like a heck of a drug, they used to say. In other news, World Health Organization finally admits PCR tests create false positives. This coming from the Off Guardian. And this information, available for months, is now getting coverage. So why are they reporting it now is the question there. Are they trying to make it appear as though this warp speed scamdemic vaccine heralded by, again, both fake sides of the political paradigm? Are they trying to make it appear as though this thing is working, James? Ding, 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 ding. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, let me bring the non-American perspective to this that doesn't rely on the America's top president. Pres- precedent, <laughs> a reading of, uh, of what's going on right now. No, this is about the vaccines. And look, we introduced the vaccine. We reduced the cycle threshold on these PCR tests. The cases go down. We win. Yay. Look, it was the vaccine that did it. Yeah. And uh, Kit Knightley lays that out perfectly in that Off Guardian uh, article from last month. So I hope people will go check that out. Um, to be fair, and let's play devil's advocate here with the Dawson County Journal article. The FDA uh, notice that they're linking to does talk about the possibility for false uh, false results as to the P- PCR, but specifically the what they're addressing is false negatives. Just because it says negative doesn't mean you're negative. You might want to test again and again and use different tests until you get a positive, essentially, is what the FDA is saying. So, but But at least they're admitting, yes, there are false results from these tests. The WHO guidance that the Off Guardian article is talking about specifically is talking about false positives in the cycle cycle threshold problem that has, again, been known and acknowledged. I'll be talking about this more in the fake news awards uh, that are coming out tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Um, but yes, uh, obviously, this is part of the scamdemic, and this is the way they're going to adjust the case-demic as needed to make the vaccine appear to be the miracle savior or or not. I mean, that's not necessarily how this will play out. I'm sure they have many different options, but that is certainly one of them. Reduce the cycle threshold. The case demic goes down. Look, the vaccines did it. Uh, We can see very much how that psyop could play out. So again, people in the reality-based community who know about these issues and are looking at the actual underlying data and all of this will understand what's happening. But 
your friend that you haven't heard from in 15 years will just read the headline and say, look, the vaccine worked, you silly conspiracy theorist. Uh, Again, we know how this works, so that's why we need to be armed with real information. So once again, I'll I'll direct people to that Off-Guardian article. I think Kit does a good job of putting that out in pretty pretty stark terms. We know know how they can play this um, like a... Like uh, uh, like a musical instrument, I want to say the uh, the the, the Wurlitzer, uh, essentially of the scamdemic. Um, so I, I, again, forewarned is forearmed. If people want some more predictions about where this is going, or at least possibilities, I will be writing more about that in my newsletter this weekend. So you can stay tuned for that. And in closing, of course, all that information and more can be found via our respective websites. And James. For the last, what's four, five, six months now, we've been using my New Mexico-based post office box for folks who want to support Corber Report or New World Next Week and don't do the digital money thing. You can find the post office box and the address and all that info, of course, in the show notes. And I just always have to remind folks, at least still for the time being, you have to make those checks out to James Evan Pilato. You definitely shouldn't make them out to James Corbett. I mean, I have, you know, I have Marty, whatever. Pulling off international bank fraud, and then I'm going to start to do <laughs> mail fraud next. Uh, yeah. You know, with the DVDs and the shirts and things. James, again, huge. And if you to want folks. a corporate report membership, leave an email address legibly so that we can sign you up for that. Because otherwise, you're not going to get one. That's it. I appreciate you, buddy. There it is. Uh, New World next week, episode 433. Thank you so much, James. Thank you. Looking forward to next week. Take care. <laughs>